Now, the fourth giant or inhabitant of the promised land were the Canaanites. The Canaanites, 3669 and 3665 in the Hebrew and the Strong's Concordance. Now, this word Canaanite means to humiliate, vanquish, bring down, to bring into subjection, to control. So we see the spirit of control here once again. The enemy's greatest desire and ultimate goal is to bring us down in an attempt to stop us from going higher with God and seeing the victory and promise of God fulfilled in our lives. So he accomplishes this through many different means such as discouragement, fear, dismay, a sense of hopelessness and failure, sickness and disease, financial lack and divisions. He also attempts to control us by bringing us into and keeping us in bondage through temptation and sin because he knows sin separates us from God. That's why he does everything in his power to tempt us into sin because he knows that sin separates us from God. Now, the word Canaanite means to bring into subjection or to control. Satan's desire is to control us to bring us under subjection through bondage. Another way he does this is by desensitizing us to what is evil so we may accept it as being good and lawful or normal. Now, this is the more subtle way that the enemy tries to bring us under subjection because he knows that if he confronts people head on, most people are going to reject him. If he confronts people with sin head on, they're going to reject him. But if he can present it in a way that is acceptable, that is pleasing to the eyes or to the ears and to the soul, and that seems good or lawful, that most people will take it. Most people will grab it and swallow it. Right? If you take a bottle of poison and left it on a table, you know for sure no one's going to touch that bottle of poison. But if you take that poison... Right, mix it in with a bit of candy and then sugar coat it and put it in a bowl on a table, everyone will go for it. Because of the way it's being presented, it's now presented in a way that is pleasing to the eye, pleasing to the taste, pleasing to the soul. That's called deception. Satan tries to cover up or disguise his lies so we'll swallow them, right? So... What happens is that when we do these things believing that they're good, before we know it, we're in bondage, unable to go forward in God. So the enemy uses certain music, movies, TV programs and practices such as the occult and others and he uses contact objects also to bring us under subjection to his will. Right? For whatever we put into our, our ear gate and our eye gate, will fall into our spirit and begin to influence how we think, how we see and perceive God in the world, what we say and how we behave. Right? So any music, movies, TV programs and practices that do not only brazenly or directly attack or degrade God, the word of God and the kingdom of God, but that subtly attack, degrade or put down God, the word of God, and the kingdom of God, whatever that could be. Now, if anyone who's listening to this has anything like this in their homes or in their lives, it needs to be removed immediately. 
because that's going to stop you from going into your promised land. Okay, read Joshua chapter 7. You'll find that because the Israelites disobeyed God, right, and more specifically an Israelite named Achan took contact objects for himself that belonged to a nation that Israel conquered, then Israel could not conquer the other nations that they came up against until they confessed and repented of that sin. So we have to pay attention to this. Ask the Holy Spirit to show you what might be there that you need to remove. You, you mightn't see or know of anything that stands out. Right? God's not going to hold you responsible for that. But you need to ask him to show if there's anything in your life or in your home that needs to be removed. And when he shows you, be quick to remove it and to repent of having it in your possession all right, or having put it in your spirit. All right, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 to verse 27, especially verse 23, and Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to verse 35. I'll just quickly read Matthew chapter 12, verse 33 to verse 35. It says, Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Verse 35, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. How does that good treasure or evil treasure get into your heart? By what you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're bringing into your home, what you're bringing into your life, depending upon what it is. If it's demonic, it's going to contaminate your spirit and your soul. It's going to bring you into bondage. And these actually, these are the things we need to be most wary of. The subtle things. The subtle things. The things that don't stand out. The things that we wouldn't have thought were demonic or evil. Or that could affect us in such a way. It's just amazing to see how many demonic programs are on TV these days? How many programs that outrightly promote the kingdom of darkness in a subtle way? It's amazing how even Christians uh, go to fortune tellers and palm readers and tarot card readers, how Christians still read the horoscopes, how Christians still depend on the occult and people who are involved in the occult, and that's absolutely unacceptable. Absolutely unacceptable. Now, the way you're free from something like this, which I've already explained, is by asking the Lord to help you identify anything in your home or your life that may promote the kingdom of darkness and getting rid of it immediately once he does. Now, if you've been involved in the occult or witchcraft or you know anyone who's been involved in it or you're associated with people who've been involved with it, then you need to repent of that. You need to renounce it. And if it means you have to say goodbye to those people, to your friends, then say goodbye to them. If they won't listen to your correction and they won't listen to the gospel through you, then say goodbye to them. Just say goodbye to them, no matter who they are. No matter who they are. And they give you a, a powerful scripture that confirms what I've just said here. It says in... Matthew chapter 10, verse 37, He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. 
And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. In other words, if you need to say goodbye to those people, say goodbye to them. So they're the Canaanites. 